everyone. It's April, and Tony and I are here again this week to have Veronica answer some questions and, of course, the all-important dog and cat update. Um, I have been blessed this week to have no animal issues. I can't believe it. Um, The only issue I've had this week is that my two little puppies, they... I, and I have two, two, two cats and two dogs in my office. And, of course, that means I have to have a kitty litter here for the two cats. What I didn't know, and I've just figured this out in the past couple of months, is that the dogs, they collect little poopy. <laughs> and, they, and they collect lumps of urine that are in the, you know, so you've got little lumps of urine that you scoop out. Their whole beds were filled with it. And so I've been all week trying to keep them away from the cat litter. I put the cat litter up on a thing so it's higher. They knock it down. I put a little fence around it. I can see them sitting there doing the calculations. And, yes, the fence came down. So what I'm doing next is that I have a chest of drawers, and I'm going to put the litter up there, and I hope the cats can make the adjustment. Because I can't have them, you know, biting into clumping litter. That, that would be another, you know, try to retrieve the dime out of their stomach routine. So that's been my biggest woe this week is watching these two dogs trying to outbox me. And it's very humbling when two little itty-bitty dogs, about four pounds each, can outbox you. And they have. And it's, <laughs> so I'm having to pull out all the stops, get out my little ruler and try to figure this out. Um, I think maybe putting it up, the, the thing up on the bureau, that it might it might help. So I'll report next week. But they collect. They put them in the sides of their bed. And the other day when I was co- going to clean, I lifted, lifted up a thing and it crickety, boom, 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 all over the floor. And, of course, they're mad at me that I've touched their stuff. I got I got yelled at by little Biddy because I was touching their stuff. So it, it was really an interesting week all the way around. So, Tony. How's do you have anybody that's a, a poopy poopy thief over at your place? No, we don't have anybody. Um, they've left Q's cat litter alone, um, so we're good over here. And oh, that's um, good. yeah, yeah, we're good over here. And um, I went to the dog park yesterday, like I always do in Kennybunk. And you know, we've been going there ten years, and we all know each other. People leave their windows open. They leave their purses in the car. We're in Maine, okay? So, you know, finish up at the dog park. I get the car, kids in the car, take them home, go to grab my purse. My purse is gone. Can't figure it out. Get the kids in. I drive back to the dog park. The police were there. Um, there were five of us that got robbed. They took our purses. So a few minutes later, you know, I gave a report and I thought I got to go to DMV and get a temporary license. And wouldn't you know it, the other four ladies come walking in and everybody in the DMV knew we got robbed at the dog park. I lived in New York for 30 years. I never got mugged. I never got robbed. But I got robbed in Maine. Now, how does that At the work? dog park of all places. At the dog park. I know. So, of course, it was trying to shut down credit cards and, of course, 
having to get a debit card, new checks, everything really quick. Oh, and wow. whoever the well, person was. People are desperate. People are desperate. Yeah. You know, they're trying to, I mean, I, just trying to survive. I, Not to excuse yeah. the behavior, but they're just trying. Oh, I know. I got home and I brought up my credit line or my uh, credit card up online and I saw this person just charging, charging, charging. Luckily, I was on the phone with a representative there and I kept saying, that's not me. That's not me. Well, good. Then you won't be held responsible. No, no. So that's my update for the week. Wow. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that, but it is desperate times, so people are, you know, resorting to whatever they can to get whatever they can. So it's it's a pretty sad state of affairs. But but anyway, but I'm sure your puppies gave you kisses, puppy kisses and everything to make it all better. Oh, they did. They did. I mean, they they were very worried that they wouldn't get cookies, but I said, Mommy, that's that's always a problem. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I'm going to go get Veronica. All and right. please shuffle off the buffalo as you always do. All right, my love. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Yeah, crazy end of the week, isn't it? But, you know, you can't dwell on it. Got to take care of the problem and move on. And I'm looking at the questions we have in, and I think you're going to enjoy them. So I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. I-N-N-E-R, whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Indeed we are. Good day to you. Good day to you, honey. Um, Our first question is coming from Susan. Can former pets walk into a vacant body to return to the previous owner's vacated body? to return to the previous owners. Yes. Yes, that is possible. The process of reincarnation for dogs, cats, you know, so we'll say pet animals, and it's even with the wild animals as well, is that they have a reincarnational process that allows them to do a walk-in. Now, this is a, it happens in human form, but not that often. And what can happen is that there may be a dog that has room in its consciousness to let another, and it doesn't even have to be vacated. A dog that has crossed, if he can find an animal or an energy that will allow a dual participation, they'll take it. A lot of times there are dogs and cats that say, okay, I've accomplished what I've wished to accomplish here, and I've got this great body that's in good shape, anybody want it, and we'll give it to a dog who's crossed over. There's also the reincarnational process of reincarnating as a puppy or or a little kitten. But sometimes a more advanced dog or one who's so intent about getting back to its owner doesn't want to wait around for that process to happen. So they will seek out an energy that is willing to share the experience. Um, We've had many people tell us and say, well, this new dog showed up. It acts like my little smithy. But it has a few things that aren't exactly the same, and that is the duality that happens. So, yes, it is something that can happen, very much so, because your pets love you and want to be connected with you just as much as you want to be connected with them. 
And we think we'd be hard-pressed to find one dog or cat in a happy home that said, oh, I'm okay with passing out of this. I won't miss, I won't miss my family. They do, just like you do. But the process is a much easier one because they're dogs and cats and not humans. It would be really nice, we think, if somehow the humans could have processed it, processed it like that, but they didn't. So animals can do it this way, which we think it should be a comfort and a joy to all of you who might have lost a dog and are hoping, or dog or cat, that wants to come back. It is a process that exists. All right, our next question is coming from Debbie. Uh, Debbie wants to know, I read in one of your posts that love never ends. Could you explain that to me? I recently lost the love of my life and am having a hard time. Well, we say love never ends. So let's say Mary and John have been married for 50 years. And each of them look at the other as the love of their life. And let's say John passes away. That leaves Mary in a spot that she's not connected to John anymore in, in a physical kind of way. But John, he's just in another state of existence. He still knows where you are and, how, you know, and knows he loves you. The love doesn't die. You will meet up again with John. Mary and John will meet up again in another spot and may pick up right where they left off or fall deeply in love at the first glance. We'll hear constantly, oh, first, first glance, I was in love, and I felt like I knew him. That is what goes on. So we say the love between two of you, ten of you, thirty of you, never dies. The love always stays. The body is finite, but love is not. Love is infinite. And it goes with you from experience to experience to experience. So that is why we made that remark, is that, well, the love doesn't die. And that means that the connection between two of you is still active. Even though you're in different planes of existence, you can still connect. And all of you should be confident that you will see the partner and loved ones again. They're simply in another state, plane of existence at the moment but they still know who you are. They still love you. They haven't forgotten. And they will work towards connecting with you as the best they can. So don't be concerned about that, dear Debbie. Um, love, doesn't, love never ends. And we hope we've explained it well enough to you, but take it into your heart. It will make you feel better. Okay. Lily would like to know what happens to the soul's who commit suicide? Are they pushed in any way? Oh, are they punished no. anyway? No. Uh, we've answered this a lot. Um, committing suicide means you're in deep pain. Deep pain, uh, right down to the core of your soul. And sometimes you just can't keep going. And they don't do it for sport. They don't do it for, you know, just you know, to make a statement. What they do it for is that they were trying to escape the pain. And when they get to the other side, they're still in that pain. Spirit meets them. Spirit has empathy. Spirit wants that to fix that. 
They're like, you know, like a mother with their child wanting to take care of it. They're never punished. They are surrounded by love. They are met by love. They are helped. Guides will sit with them and try to get to the core of their their pain and try to help them soothe it and try to help them work it out so it's it's better for them. They are not forced to come back and reincarnate unless they want to. They are treated with kindness and they are treated with love because anyone who does commit suicide is in the deepest pain one can imagine. All right. Our next question, Virginia would like to know, is there evil on earth? Where does evil come from? Evil is created because it's a separation from your soul and the energy of that soul. People who are considered evil have focused upon the linear and made that their heaven. And what they try to do is, at any cost, create that what they perceive as their heavenly space. And they're so focused upon that that they forget to be kind. They forget why they came here to begin with. And the separation from one's soul and the eternal energy causes individuals to become what can be determined as evil because they no longer care anything about anyone else but themselves. And it's a sad state of affairs, but it does happen. Evil comes from the separation. You start acting and doing things that are solely for the self, and you don't care who you hurt in the process, as long as your agenda, items of your agenda, are met and carried out. That is what creates evil. There is sometimes no way to help those people. And sometimes it's not a good thing to be around people who are separated from their soul, if possible. But that is where evil comes from. It's, not, it's a force. And if it permeates into your existence and into your consciousness, you kind of forget who you are. You only identify yourself as that linear being who wants what it wants in the moment. And it doesn't care who it hurts to get it. There's where the evil comes from, because all those who are still in conversation with their souls find this appalling. And it is appalling when someone separates from their soul because it creates a lack of empathy. Being linear reality, you have to have empathy. You have to care about others. You care about yourself, but you also have to care about others. And have your actions reflect that caring and empathy. That's the only way to combat the evil. And that's the only way to help those who are in what we call an evil space to come back a little bit into the more positive realm and start caring for others again. That is where evil comes from, separation from the soul. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. Um, If you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. And um, as I encourage you to write in, write in to innerwhispersradio.com with any questions you may have, or if you heard a question and you want more information on it, feel free to write that in as well. Are you there, Veronica? 
Yes, we are. Well, the world is in a bit of chaos. We want to caution all of you not to slip into that vat of chaotic energy. It's important to observe it so that you can remain separate from it. But you have to in this time on earth is to take counsel within yourself. Keep your energy ebbing and flowing in a positive way and not become entrenched or obsessed with war or the bad things or the upset things. Keep yourself aware, but don't become obsessed with it because then it kind of sucks you into it energetically and then it can start to affect you. All of you need to rise above that energy and decide that I'm going to focus on the love, whatever love I have in my life, even if it's just a little minuscule piece, I'm going to engage it. The love has to grow faster than the things that are going on in the chaos. So we'll counsel all of you to start taking the time to reflect, to meditate, and practice kindness throughout your day. Help people. Say hello to somebody who looks like they might need someone to say hello to them. The world is in chaos, but you don't have to be. Keep your counsel with yourself. Keep in contact with your soulful energy and decide that you're going to practice love, acceptance, and perpetrator of all things that are good. And keep it that way. Do not become obsessed with the chaos. An individual with this kind of mass chaos can't really put a dent in it. All you can do is manifest your reality in a very positive way to keep the balance on the planet in place. Keep yourself focused on the good. Do not become obsessed with the chaos because there's really nothing you can do personally to fix it, but you can fix yourself and you can spread the love in abandon. Don't sprinkle it. Pour it everywhere. We used to say sprinkle, but now we're saying pour it because it's needed. All of you have the power to love. And we always say, choose love above all else. Okay, Veronica, beautiful message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions and answers. Take care. Bye-bye.